You're listening to an episode of We Are BNA. Hello, my name is Steph Scholl, and today I'm excited because I'm interviewing Joe Morris. Hi, how's it going? Hey, Joe. <laughs> and Joe, you're an acoustical engineer. You graduated from Brigham Young University with your bachelor's in physics, so you know your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I try to tell people all the time, I mean, uh, acoustics isn't magic. It's not. I mean, I can't just snap my fingers and, and oof, oh, everything's good acoustically. No, it's physics. Acoustics sound is absolutely physics, and I love it. So Joe, why is it important for architects to consult with an acoustical engineer? A lot of consideration and time is taken into the quality of what people see. As soon as you walk into a building, you want to be able to see good quality. You want to be able to see good structure, good materials. You want to be able to feel welcome into the space. But something that I feel everyone else seems to forget is not just the comfort of your eyes, and how you feel, but the comfort of your ears. A space could be incredibly comfortable. I mean, look really, really good, but you don't want to spend five minutes in it because it's so damaging. It feels just damaging to your ears because either you're in a lobby trying to hold a conversation after you've uh, uh, seen your kids play or you've been to a concert or uh, you've just seen a good movie and uh, trying to hold a conversation, it's uncomfortable because it's so loud. So I feel like there are just a lot of spaces that get neglected acoustically because we tend to focus on how good it looks to your eyes for the finished product. Well, and this is really beneficial, especially if you have a conference room where you're meeting with a bunch of people and everyone can't hear because not everyone has that booming, loud voice but sometimes in meetings like that it's hard to exactly i've i've even been in some conference rooms where uh structurally it, it it looked fantastic but it was difficult to hold the meeting and we had to huddle close to each other in order for us to hold a decent and intelligible conversation and that doesn't look very professional to be like okay everyone you have to sit super close right. and i mean wherever you're holding the meeting doesn't matter where you're holding the meeting you want people to gravitate to to your office. You want the business. You want people to feel welcome in, in that space and be able to talk about the important things that are necessary for different projects or different products, everything that makes a, a company what it is. And so we talked a little about conference rooms, but like say it's an office building and it's a big cubicle area. If you're working, you don't want to hear person five rows away right. from you how do you deal with that right and a big uh, open office especially where there are very few walls well just to, to speak a little bit about isolation from each other a lot of people think that if i just build a wall past the ceiling tile you know just past that i don't go all the way to the structure that there's going to be isolation. And that's just not true. If you look into a given space, open office area, or what looks like a tight-knit closed office space, and you fill that room up with water, wherever the water's going to leak, the sound's going to do the same thing. The sound is going to leak. Another example is uh, your car window. Is if, if you're driving down the freeway or just a busy street, and you roll down your window even an inch, you hear everything that is coming outside. Good point, yeah. Yeah, and your neighbor, uh, if you're at a traffic stop, if you've got your window rolled down and they roll their windows down just an inch, you can hear their whole conversation. You can hear the music mm -hmm. that they're uh, listening to. 
So with an open office space, a lot of the isolation that you want, uh, if you don't want to build a wall all the way up to the structure to create that isolation, another good practice is using sound masking systems, uh, playing white noise. So explain that a little bit more. So white noise, um, a lot of people think that white playing uh, sound masking using the white noise uh, system is uh, like noise cancellation, and that's just not true. That, that's uh, a confusion in terms. Noise cancellation is uh, the active process of actually countering the sound waves. So if I have a nice sound wave with some amplitude, I put in a, a what you, you, you could call a dipole to cancel out the noise, which is exactly how a lot of headphones, noise-canceling headphones work. Oh, That's how they work. But a sound masking system doesn't cancel, it masks it. So it produces this white noise, this type of sound like waves and just masks the sound around. If you think about trying to isolate different noises, if you cut off the loudest source, what do you hear? The next loudest source. So if your masking system is louder than your loudest uh, source, like your conversation, your brain and your ears focus on that sound, which creates a little bit more isolation, a little bit more privacy, which is why in a lot of offices, there's a masking loudspeaker just outside the door of that closed office. And it can still be used in an open office area to create that, that more privacy because it, it kind of tricks your brain into focusing on letting your ears focus on the noise of the white noise rather than the conversation that's happening down the hall, conversation that's happening a few cubicles away. So it creates that little bit of, just in the term, it's a sound masking for your ears. Okay, so that's fascinating. So it's just like a system that, that you can turn on and off? Yeah. I've never really, so people probably don't even realize that's going on. Right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of times you enter into a room and you don't even know what's on because it's just, it, it's ambient noise to mm -hmm. your brain. To your brain, it's just ambient. But like I was talking about before, as soon as you turn off that main source, your brain focuses on the next loudest sound. Your loud whatever that is. a couple of yeah, Exactly. And their yeah. story of their weekend. Yeah. <laughs> exactly who who needs to practice you know closing their door so that uh the, everybody else in the office doesn't hear what they did over the weekend so that's really interesting because in talking to you i thought that you would say okay if you have this acoustical pro problem you have to fix the structure but that's such a simple thing to create a better environment right right uh, it, it creates that sense of of like i was saying privacy even though uh, there's no exact privacy. There's no isolation, true isolation in an open office uh, area, but does, like I was saying, tr uh, trick your brain into thinking that uh, it's just you. Because a lot of work gets done when your brain has something to focus on. And if there are too many distractions around you, it's difficult for uh, everybody's brain to, to uh, focus on just that one thing, which is why a lot of people when they're in a collaboration space, but they want to focus on the one thing that they, they need to, that report that they want to send out, uh, the uh, letter that they need to send, the project that they need to get out the door, they put headphones in and they listen to music. So their brain just kind of focuses yeah, on I do music. That all but the time. Yeah, everybody does it. Yeah. Everybody does it. You go into a library of a university, everybody's got their headphones in, or they've got noise canceling headphones. 
or they have earplugs. Uh, a lot of times, even when, when I'm working, uh, there's a lot of, uh, commotion going on, you know, in, in the office and I'll, I'll put earplugs in just because I, I, I want to focus on the one thing, not because I want to tune out my uh, coworkers, but, but because I want to be able to focus on the one thing that I really need to need to finish and, and get out the door. Yeah, no, I'm totally there with you because it's just easier because then you don't get distracted yeah. and be like, oh wait, that's really cool what they're talking about. So Joe, I'm finishing. What's your advice to architects that are wanting more help with their acoustics? I guess a final a message just for this broadcast I, I, I would send out to architects is, and I, and I guarantee that every architect does this, uh, they put themselves in their own projects. They make themselves smaller, 2D, whatever they do, uh, 3D, put themselves into Revit, their drawings, and walk the space, okay? They walk the space and think, okay, this works. This, uh, the aesthetics of this room looks immaculate, or we can do a little bit better with this detail on this wall or at this desk in this office area, uh, etc. Um, I would advise that architects continue to do that, but also listen with their ears. Look at the structure, look at the hard surfaces, the soft surfaces, and decide, okay, if I'm in this area and we're holding a conversation, should we be holding a conversation? Is this a place to hold a conversation? If it is, is it suitable uh, and intelligible and comfortable place to have a conversation? If it's not a place to have a conversation at all, don't worry about it. But figure out, okay, is this place good for music? Okay, why? Because in a lot of spaces, there are such terms like live space and a dead space. Live space where it's very reverberant, a dead space where it's not reverberant at all. Put yourself inside of your projects and decide, is this a place I'm comfortable with aesthetically and acoustically for my ears? And if you aren't comfortable, give Joe a call and he can totally help you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, well, Joe, what is, what's your email address so that people can contact you? So it's just the first initial for my name, Joe. It's J and then my last name, Morris. So Morris at bnaconsulting.com. Okay, well, give him a shout out. He is so great to help you with any of your acoustical needs. Thanks for listening to this episode of We Are BNA. For more information about Joe, head on over to BNA Consulting to download a copy of his resume and get more information.